0: Welcome to the Bring an in Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real.
1: Good morning, uh, Dr. Kelly, or good afternoon. Yes, depending upon where you are when you're listening to this. Yes. Yeah. So before we go deep into the topic, I uh, just want to let you know, of course, about my book that is <clears throat> that I have, which is called Improving Intimacy, and um, we just released the third version of it. So the first one was Self, Spirit, and Spouse. The second was Focusing on Self. And the third, of course, is, it starts with you and expressing intimacy, everyday intimacy, which is amazing. So as we're talking about intimacy, I want to welcome our guests here. Yes. Hooray and Denise. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show.
2: Thank you so much. We're so so grateful to be here with you guys. Um, I know this is what we love to do. Let's talk about intimacy. Come on, let's bring it on.
3: Yes, bring it on. You guys look ready. You know, and for those of you that are listening and you can't observe this, you should see the most fascinating couple. You guys (laughs) look fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> but this looks aren't everything, right? So let's get to the the glut of it.
2: Let's do it. This is after 32 years of, of fighting the good fight.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, Dr. April will be introducing you, but welcome, welcome.
4: Thank, Thank you. you. Um, where are you? You guys are in, uh, we are in Mountain Time. What time are you guys um, again? Eastern Time in Eastern Florida. Time. And, and all of the audience is from all over, so um, we were a little confused with the time today, but hopefully everybody uh, is ready to talk intimacy, whatever time of the day it is for them.
3: Uh, <laughs> That's right, right on, morning or
1: night.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And before I introduce them, um, how I got in connect with them, Dr. Kelly, you may not know, is I was reading my Bible verse. And um, Denisa just popped up and I can't even remember what it was, that she, what Bible verse it was. But it was so inspirational. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get to know this woman.
2: <laughs> She's amazing.
1: <laughs> that that new version got
4: me by surprise, um, connected with a lot of people. I didn't really know the extent of the influence of the platform, to be honest with you. And the fact that I said, I think in one of them or in a couple of them, um, Christian sex therapist, stroke a lot of people. um, Well, female, Christian, and then sex, like all in one sentence sounds like a little bit of- um,
2: A good equation.
4: (laughs) Not not (laughs) typical.
1: Good, good, yes. So let me let you guys know a little bit about them. Um, there are a couple that believe to live life um, in sexual in, integre- um, sorry, integrity and a husband and wife team of over three decades of learning and working together and how their relationship flourished. Bo- I guess you both grew up in Dominican Republic and yeah. you have a special passion for those Latin countries and helping people connect. And so you guys have a lot of um, DVDs, conferences, and that kind of stuff. Yes. So as you say, let's get into it. How do each of you define intimacy?
2: Well, first of all, I want to establish some foundations. Intimacy uh, is an art. Intimacy is something that typically you don't know. uh, We're not born knowing how to be intimate. Uh, So it's an art that has to be cultivated. It's like learning to play a musical instrument. You know, I play the piano. I, I, when I was a little kid, I, I did not just jump into the piano. and just started playing fluently, any song, you know, whatever. I had to submit to a discipline of learning the skills, yes. learning the, the foundation, the notes, you know, learning the basics, reading, whatever it takes to, to, to make you a better musician for eventually being able to play a song on the piano. So intimacy is very similar. You first start uh, exploring, discerning, knowing your partner's language and getting acquainted with all those things that might not be be so familiar to you in the first place. And then uh, as you, as time goes by, as you start exposing yourself to different scenarios, Then you get to develop those skills and put them into practice.
4: Yeah, and I would add to that, that when people hear the word intimacy, they immediately associate it with sexual activity. And while there is part of the sexual activity, true, lasting, fulfilling intimacy has got to connect in the emotional, in the spiritual, and then in the physical or sexual. So there's got to be a foundation of understanding the person, the soul of the, of, of the human, of your partner, um, the spirituality of, of the person that you're with, so that then you can, um, as a consequence, as a result of that, then explore the physical aspect of things. So intimacy is not just sexual. It is actually a bigger word that entails the, the entire person.
1: Like that. Yes. Yes. And I love how you put it as it's, it's an art, yes. you know, and the art of the wholeness. It's kind of, what your wife is speaking about. Yes. And for many people, they struggle with that. Yes. And we find that
4: not only see, we started out with our Latino community with, with our, you know, Spanish speaking community. And we realized that the issue understanding intimacy, sexuality, relationships is something that is lacked also in the Christian world, which then transcends just the Hispanic. It just goes across different cultures. Um, for believers, there is a still stigma, a myth that uh, we don't talk about these things. And people don't learn, they rely on, well, we're believers, it should work. Well, no, there's a lot of intricacies. So as you said, we've continued developing resources, e-courses, stuff that people can have access on their own, because we find that some churches or some organizations, they will not open platforms like this show, like you guys, to open and discuss these topics then people are dying because of lack of knowledge. Like, yeah. So we're creating, um, actually, we just revamped our, our website so that people can have access to free information, little videos, um, e-courses, stuff that they can, oh, wow, a little nugget of information.
3: Yeah, I wonder why, um, you know, one of my mentors said that sex was God's idea you know, he it, he was the inventor of that. In fact, he even said, it is not good for man to be alone, right? And so um, I just wonder why, where the church went, and we're not going to go into that deep, but why it's so scary when it's actually quite biblical, right? What's I your think, perspective on that?
2: Yeah, I, I really believe that the lack of familiarity with the theme, with the topic, uh, pushes many, many leaders, many church leaders, uh, pastors, whatever they are, to try to stay away from from facing those those truths that are so clear in the Word of God. I think from the beginning, sex was God's design, God's idea for a man and a woman to join together, to leave their, their parents and form their all, own little nest. And there, they could actually Uh, start building something for themselves uh, called intimacy. Uh, So, But
4: but part of it also, um, I believe is that sex has been distorted to such a magnitude um, in today's society, um, in today's world that it's become such a mess that pastors are running away from that um, obscure thing, forgetting that we have the one that is clean, pure, and beautiful. We have the original instructions. We have the, actually in, in our baby book, we devote <laughs> an entire chapter, Divine Sex, um, where we talk about it was God's idea. It, yes, it was our oh. idea. I'm going to start it, quoting you.
3: <laughs> it
4: was God's idea. Yes. And we, we're not creating anything, we're not okay. reinventing any wheel. Um, On our book, we're not, there's nothing that is, uh, I mean, obviously we took the time to sit down and put the ideas together, but we cannot take credit for any of these things. They come from the word of God. And when we teach our children, our young people, our our new young marriages, even the older marriages, listen, this is God's desire for you. And he wants you to enjoy it. He wants your flesh to get high. This is the way, this is the right way. And we give them that uh, that we impart into them that freedom they embrace the beauty of sexuality and then they disconnect from the lies and the easy microwave crop you know stuff that the world is offering
3: you know uh, many people will plan their wedding but not their marriage
2: that is so good what is really, just, can we quote you on that one?
3: <laughs> sure. You know, I don't know where I heard it first, but you know, uh many people will they will plan their wedding, but their their marriage and that that's that's longer than a ceremony. And yeah. so yeah. yeah.
2: And the danger of doing that is actually it's like if I were to if I, if I'm trying to establish an uh set up an argument based on my own Before I even filter through the word, I think we must start at the right place. So let's go to the word. What does the word says about any situation, including marriage, and then come up with our own uh, conclusions? When when I think of God's establishment of marriage, including sexuality and all that, I also think of all the the approaches that humans have uh, taken on this subject. Uh, starting with the selfishness, like a lot of people uh, in dealing with our cultures, you know, Hispanic uh, cultures, we have learned that uh, we have been, we have been introduced to sexuality in a very selfish way. Mm -hmm. So we start with what satisfies me, what is going to fulfill my desire, my longing, what I I am first. So we grow up as adults. Now, uh, time of marriage is here. We bring the same mindset Forgetting that there's someone else in this relationship that needs nourishing, that needs nurturing, that needs attention, that needs to be, uh, those needs needs to be met by, by the partner. And we disregard all those. So another quick little definition of intimacy could be, okay, what is it to be intimate? Well, to be intimate is to know you better and to be known by you better. So it's a very simple definition. I think it includes so many areas, so many, uh, it entails so many aspects of, of, of each other that it, 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 it's a great way to, to see it in a very simple way.
4: We could we could play with the phonetics of the word, into me, see. That too. Um. <laughs> so it's, um, an it's an invitation. Yes, it's an for invitation for you
2: to come and get to know me better, as, as you do, I'm also open for you to know, uh, to know, to know you. Perfect.
3: You have referenced a couple of times, um, the word of God in our, um, podcast so far. You've said it a couple times. Um, can you explain that further for our listeners? Because it seems it can be ambiguous for some people.
4: Yes. And, um, we believe that we were created by God we believe that there is a blueprint of from, from the creator. Um, there's a manual on how to operate. When you buy a computer, there's a manual that tells you how to maximize the use of your computer, um, of your refrigerator. Well, the same way we believe that you know we were created by God and he left a blueprint for us to follow, to live fulfilled lives. So when we see that, um, in the beginning of creation, he saw that it wasn't good for men to be alone. We see that he created us in the context of relationship. He wanted us to live in relationship. He created a man, a woman, and then he said, "I'm going to bless you with this. Go have sex and make a lot of babies, fill the earth." So he wanted us to have sex. And imagine, at the very beginning, the earth was empty, and he, com- you know, he, the blessing that he gave, the gift that he gave was, make sure you you fill the earth. That's a lot of love making. Um, to <laughs> <the earth. laughs> so as we continue reading the manual, you know he says, you know, um, disconnect a little bit from your family so you have some time for the two of you to get to know each other intimately, to get to know each other well. Um, continue, you know, respect one another, love one another. If we follow those things selfishness comes a little bit to the side Um, the influence of the world third elements they come a little bit to the side and we can center our attention on one another and grow um, in our relationship
3: I agree with you I think that part of the the problem becomes when um, you have the manual and the creator saying go and you know populate the earth right and it's where some religions and some belief systems say that you're not supposed to enjoy it. It truly is for procreating. So what would you say to the person who says uh, and believes that it is not for pleasure?
4: What What is that verse? Okay, that use so, so the let me timing? just... Yeah. For let's go to the time.
2: manual okay i'm want to <laughs> put my glasses to this and some of
3: y'all better put your seatbelt on <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i want you guys to listen to what the word of god says and this i'm reading straight up from proverbs the book of proverbs chapter 5 uh, verse 18 listen to this may your fountain be blessed And may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Rejoice. Rejoice implies, you know, a a good experience. A loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breasts.
4: Her breasts.
2: uh, uh, There's no way around this word. It's breast. It's a physical part of
4: of the female
2: body, right? May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated. And I love this verse.
4: Infatuated,
2: intoxicated with her love. Um, so the the psalmist, the Psalm is, uh, the, the, uh, the 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 author is implying that you are not only to preserve a woman from your days of youth, right? Meaning oh. that this relationship is long lasting. Yes, we're gonna be married, and we're still gonna. Have each other when we age, you know. I mean, yeah, it, yeah is like it, us. Like us? I, I mean, <laughs> like, thirty-two years.
3: You guys must have been married as like, puppies.
2: Thirty-two years, yeah. Well, don't ask us our age, but we don't mind sharing. You know, I mean, it, we're still enjoying what God has gifted us with. <laughs> so there is a process, longevity. There's a consistency that creates a a level of satisfaction that you cannot match with any other experience. Uh, we have discovered also as a side note here that many of the addictions and behaviors that are kind of a more controlling of you and out of your, um, that fit more on the, you know, the sex addictions, the, 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 the uncontrolled behaviors that, that get you in trouble They have to do with this longing that we all have for connection. When you don't develop that connection with the one person that you are completely unlicensed to do with, then you're going to be wandering around. Men are very well known to do that. There's a longing in our souls of always finding, and women too, yeah, finding that purpose and meaning and, 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 and trying to find that meaning and significance by connecting with someone or something. For that matter, well, and, and that's text, where the problem starts.
4: The text is very clear. It's talking about a naked breast. It's talking about satisfaction in the breast, which means, um, you know, some people want to take it and say, "Oh, how um, machista is that?" You know, how man-centered. You know, it's like, no, um, it's talking about a nakedness and an interaction. It's talking about, um, you know, the same thing that he's saying to one. is speaking it to the marriage. So it implies that we're both um, enjoying the nakedness of our bodies and finding rejoicing in that. It implies and
2: that the the breasts are available as well. Like she's making those breasts available for her husband.
3: Yeah, and, and it's like proverbs, none. right? So proverbs is actually written by King Solomon to his son, correct? So this correct. is a th- these are proverbs. From a father to a son saying, Love the wife of your,
2: your, Gold nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're,
3: we're not even going to get to the King Song of Solomon's. Yes. Of Solomon. <laughs> so that's like, that's like, we're talking, some of the stuff in scripture is pretty heady. Talk about intoxication, right? So yeah. um, af, after our next. Yeah. How, many marriages, how many
4: marriages do you know that you see that they they feel intoxicated by each other's? Love and presence, and and are enjoying that, and and that's that's what we need to promote. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to promote that unity. We need to promote that satisfaction. We need to promote that you know the truth is the truth, and that in truth, even through difficult times, we will be able to rejoice. That I feel is the difference of a person of faith, uh, because you always find hope. You have. Uh, something to look forward to, even though the present may be challenging illnesses, uh, temporary um, situations, uh, you still have that knowledge of this is meant to be lasting and this is meant to produce rejoicing.
3: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shame in it. And I'm sure, Dr. April, you've, you know, with all your marriage counseling that you've done and sexual intimacy counseling, um, do you find that shame is an element with a lot of couples that come
1: into therapy? Well, yes. I was just thinking about everything that they were saying in the sense of how, um, especially with the Christian family, that many times women look at it as it's a duty. Mm. You know, and they don't look at it um, as, you know, this is something that it's really part of the spiritual aspect of what God wanted man and woman and husband and wife, but they look at it more as a duty or something dirty.
2: versus So good. So good. Yes.
1: And and that's
4: part of the lies that the culture teaches. If we go again back to Queen Esther, you know, in history, not just in the Bible, but in history, when she was preparing to, you know, connect with the king, she didn't just show up. She got herself in the mood. She went and got herself massages and oils and got herself all pretty and slim. Preach, nice. preach woman, come on. Bring
2: that exactly. Bring it. This is getting good.
4: She got in tune with herself. Yes. And her femininity. Like she chose some jewelry, some specific dresses. She got to choose. You know what? I want to feel my best for this uh-huh. encounter. Um, so she prepared herself. She, she So we, we need to do the same. I always say, I put on makeup, I get dressed, not for him. Now he gets to enjoy it as a byproduct. Yes. But I do it for me. I like to see this product in the mirror. I don't like to see me with my hair all messed up and like looking like, you know, I, I need help. I I like to feel like, you know, I'm ready to face the day on my own. And then people, actually not, not only your spouse, but people are gonna perceive that attitude even when days are hard, they see, you know what? That's a fighter, That's yes. the, she gets herself. And we wanna, we wanna help women uh, be in tune with herself and with their identity and with their power and with what they've been gifted, um, which
1: they've been gifted with sexuality. Right. Shame Denise, I want, yeah. Right. I was wondering, I was thinking um, part of the issue is maybe women are not passing that on to their daughters. They're not talking about it with their children, or even with the men. Well, Dr. April, part of it is that they were
4: not taught. Right, exactly. They they don't have what to pass down. You and I, you know, us here, we've done some schooling. We've done some, so we've come out of the the Christianity or the Black, you know, American community or the uh, Latino, you know, and we've emerged with knowledge but then wow. you have the knowledge, which again, um, I did a conference that is available also on our website on um, women and sex, you know, sexuality, mm-hmm. because we need to understand how we respond, how our is wired. Uh, we need to know where we tickle and when we don't, um, when we're best for it and when we're not. So we can learn to set boundaries. So we can learn to open doors. So we can learn to ask for what we need um and sometimes Ooh, we don't have the leg. we gotta grab a hold of that we gotta grab a hold of that and
3: you <laughs> got a very interesting statement you said we need to ask for what we so need what we need now dr april you probably see that a lot she does more marriage counseling than me <laughs> i'm <laughs> a scaredy cat of that marriage counseling i'd rather yeah whatever so but you need What about the ladies? And I have had some that have come to counseling with me that say, I can't communicate what my needs are sexually. I'm sure you've heard
1: that, Dr. April. Um, Right. Right. And I even think just because sometimes as women, we have a hard time asking.
2: Yes. I think we we have been, every time we get a couple to our counseling center, we have seen, uh, I think, a high percentage of women not knowing how to express their sexuality. They don't have the freedom to do so. And it might be something that comes attached to the culture. You know, the, if, if you express what you need sexually, you might be miscategorized.
4: Well, you might also, be
2: judged. But so, also,
4: we've had men that they get offended because they read that as I'm not good enough or I'm not doing a good right. job. They're not, it, it, their manhood is threatened. saying yep. they think that they've <laughs> known and they've practiced enough well, I am not the same thing or person
3: that you practice on. I am an I, individual. Would I want to people- go deeper here. I really do because you're really striking on some things and I don't mean to dominate, but I have to tell you um, that it is not about the machismo, as you said, and, and if a woman does say that this is what I like. Then um, some men feel threatened. Some men have felt threatened. Where did you get this idea? And they will not speak up because the wife says, If I, I've had a couple clients say, Well, if I suggest something, not only will they think that they're not cutting it, cutting the mustard, as we say in my culture, um, then they fake orgasms because they have to fake an orgasm because they have to keep up with that. You know, make sure he's doing a good job, but he's not. So what would you do, right? I want you to think about this while we go to our first commercial break, what you would say to the women who fake orgasm. Good question, right, Dr. April? Awesome,
1: Awesome. yes. Well, We'll take a break and we'll be back.
0: Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight if so vacation counseling is your next vacation dr april brown has created vacation counseling in southwest florida as a perfect option for you and your partner our retreats are one couple at a time we have a variety of packages available to choose from including virtual couples retreats if you and your partner are interested in the vacation counseling Please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida.
3: Renew your connection and your love in beautiful Costa Rica, February 27th through March 3rd, 2022. We'll make sure it happens. Vacation Counseling, Intimate Couples Retreat, your next vacation. Enroll now at vacationcounseling.com.
1: Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. So we've been talking with Hooray and Denise. Did I say it correctly? I'm just making sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, of CC Counseling and we've been talking about intimacy and God and sex and Dr. Kelly posed a wonderful and amazing question about women and sometimes we have a hard time asking for things and so we sometimes become not authentic which is not God wants us to be authentic and in the bedroom we have instead of asking for what we need we have faked orgasms so as a couple, you two, what is your thoughts on that and suggestions for those women out there who are not being real with their husband?
2: I think uh, that is actually faking an orgasm is, is removing the, the opportunity to, to be intimate with your man. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, speaking to the woman, right? Uh, right? When you fake an orgasm, you're not only uh, not being truthful to self, but you're killing an opportunity to start maybe a a sexual conversation. Many couples, what we have uh, realized is that they don't know how to have sexual conversations because of the same stigma or whatever, you know, coming from a shameful-based culture, like they connect sex with something bad, dirty, or ugly, or whatever, which is we we have already clear that is totally the opposite. Sex is something good that was created for both men and women equally. So there's a right for the man to express his sexuality as much as there's a right for the woman to be freely expressing what she feels. And that's where we come in empowering women, giving them a voice to express their needs. The right
4: voice.
2: Right voice, yeah, because we need to bring it into context. So, Lenisa.
4: And, and part of what happens in, in, in us doing that, we're thinking that, you know, we're being nice by doing that. But we're actually doing a disservice. Because we are telling him you're doing good when he's not. It's, it's a form of a lie. Yeah. So, we continue
3: building on something that is unreal. I think it's exhausting, too. I think, you know? no wonder women that are so tired. I mean, if you have to fake so many things in life, like be offended. and then
4: be real. Mm-hmm.
3: because they you know
4: they think they're doing good they're not going to change anything and and then i say for those that get the courage they hear a show like this and they say you know what no more and then they face a husband that says oh you're broken you were doing just fine so what happened to you now you're broken something is wrong with you because it was fine before or i'm doing all the right things you're just like well no. And and then that's where, you know, honesty, transparency needs to come.
2: There's no intimacy there.
4: I I was trying to make you feel good. So no, I was not having a good time. Uh, Maybe it's time that we bring a professional to guide us through this. My intention is not to put you down. So women need to know uh, the language to use because it is a very delicate and sensitive thing for the male. Yeah, I can imagine it's delicate. Then we don't want to
3: emasculate
4: them. We want to empower
2: them. But we have had couples, they, they've been married for over 20 years, and they have come to counseling because this thing is exhausting, as you said, Dr. Kelly. They cannot take it anymore, and they, they have never or very, very rarely experienced an orgasm in a long-time relationship. I mean, that's why coming to marriage without the knowledge, without the foundation, can be so damaging, as you said earlier. So I'm great, grateful for programs like these, shows like these that can expose the truth and, and bring some, some, some uh, strength and some voice you know, to the voiceless. So this is great. We're excited to be a part of this. Yes.
1: Yes. And you guys have mentioned before about how couples need to communicate, that communication intimacy and that emotional intimacy. How would you suggest couples who have never talked about any of this? How would you suggest they start?
4: Yes, we we like to give them an easy way to start because we don't want to start too deep or with a lot of things that we don't even know yet. Um, So typically a a little book, let's buy a book, um, you know, of of an author that we feel comfortable. Well, let's get a book on sexuality. Let's read, you know, even if it's one page, we tell people, don't be ambitious. You don't need to read a book um it, within a week, within two weeks. Take one page, if that's all the time you have. Read it out loud. You know, take turns reading other, yeah. out loud. There's some language in there that you're gonna have to enunciate that is gonna come out of your mouth that you're not producing, that you're repeating, but that is gonna start making you feel comfortable.
2: Stir something mm-hmm. on both parties, right? To to start a good uh, deep conversation.
4: And then and then. Talk about it. What, what did you get from that page? Uh, well, what did it say to you? And that is a very safe way to start. Um, hopefully, when they engage in a therapeutic situation, um, then you know there will be different strategies, more strategies to um, grow their their tool belt into how to communicate intimacy and sexuality.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts about? Because I tell them to. Since the bedroom has so much pressure, and for sometimes for men, even for women, they get this performance anxiety to start the conversation outside of the bedroom. That's, what yeah. are your
2: thoughts about that? Beautiful. I love it.
4: Um, while you're for a walk, you know, right. while you're, you know, sitting in front of, I love your, your vacation retreats um, individualized because the atmosphere, which is part of what we try to create in, in our, um, office here in Colorado Springs we have a velvet couch we have a chandelier so we, we we're very like minded in creating yes. an atmosphere uh, where we can work with a couple uh, so the atmosphere is important that is void of pressure but that is conducive for uh, good conversations at a crowded restaurant may not be a good idea to start this kind of conversation at a family gathering it's not a good time to start this conversation but when we're going for a walk and these days that you need to multitask you know and that WordPress for time um, might be a good time
2: some people love to start this conversation in a group oh. because they feel more comfortable like joking <laughs> yes. about it you they're know what back I mean me up. yes it is so it is they're so out of touch with with intimacy which is the, the heart of things. That they feel embarrassed if they bring up the topic like on a one-on-one format, they just feel out of out of touch for that way. So, but
3: in a group setting, they, will they joke, feel oh, yeah, he wants them. to do it every day.
2: And uh, guys, oh yeah, he
3: wants to do it every day, and she hasn't had
2: sex for three months. Exactly. <laughs> so that's not the ideal scenario. Just take your take your wife for it for it for a coffee,
4: or invite your husband. You know. Like even when you're gardening, we're doing a chore that is just the two of you. You're you're fixing your closets, you know. And like while you're there, um, there's something that is going to take some of the anxiety off. Like the the fact that you're folding the laundry, and like then we can also converse, um, initiate something, see how that goes, try different approaches, and see what is more fruitful.
2: And a little tip, while we are at it, when you do make sure that you are describing your own feelings and never describing the feelings of your, of your partner. Because when you describe his or her par- uh, feelings, you are implying, you might be uh, judging, you might be uh, not helping them uh, feel more comfortable in this conversation because I feel that you're attacking me. So criticism is never going to take you to a good place. So our suggestion is, you know, describe, start by describing hi- where you are and what you are experiencing without implying that that's produced by the the partner. That way, the communication is open, it's inviting, it's more appealing than not.
1: Excellent. Wonderful, yes, yeah. And we earlier spoke about females. Um, In your practice in dealing with men, what suggestions do you give to men who are struggling with performance anxiety in some aspect?
2: Well, in part they come with their own load of shame and shame is such right. a key ingredient here in this in this uh, equation because shame has the power to remove your your right to 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 enjoy sexuality intimacy altogether because you already come predisposed, you're already removing the opportunity from to yourself from yourself. So when you are able to that's why we Oftentimes, recommend individual counseling. Okay. Let's just deal with this shame, condemnation, all this guilt that you bring into this uh, relationship, so that you can be free in your mind, in your heart, and you can actually offer a better product.
4: Well, and and, and a part of the sex therapy is precisely to have the couple, um, when there's that performance anxiety, connect intimately and physically without um, getting to the act um, right. there are exercises for you know nakedness and touching and caressing and pleasuring that we say you can only go this far that right. removes the goal you know who uh-huh. I scored um, and That puts you at a place of enjoying each other's bodies and actually in it again in our book we devoted a chapter where we talk about the phases of love making because throughout life we're not always going to be able to hit it all so if 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 the sexuality we teach is orgasm driven or penetration driven when one of those elements is not present people feel that they cannot have fun physically
2: or they lost intimacy altogether yes and And that's not
4: there's too many aspects of the physical and the fun that is not that target. So we teach that. And part of that is the pleasuring and the connecting and the nakedness that is not necessarily going to end in um, orgasm or penetration.
1: Right. And I think we're on the same page because I see it as a playground. Yes.
4: Yes, yes. yes. I that's how it should be. Yes, that. definitely. I...
1: Yes. It's yeah. say that because we
4: tell people that when we had our girl, uh, we have a son and a daughter, and, and okay. the baby is is the girl, that we closed the factory and open up an amusement park.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, you know, people sometimes, Um, and I know we have another uh, break coming up, but listen, they stop kissing. I can't tell you how many times people have told me they stop kissing. I'm like... Well, my last name's Boucher, and I'm French, you know. So I don't get that. I don't know how people <laughs> stop kissing. Stop it! You need to start kissing if you have stopped it, because good communication, good sex, and good sex also has to do with kissing.
2: And yeah, got I just
3: don't kiss. I have yeah. had women say my husband has not kissed me years.
2: Yeah, but, it stops. It so, stops closeness and something beautiful that happens in those seconds that you guys are face-to-face. If you realize, let me just, uh, I don't know how much time we have. Should we wait for the but We break? have time.
1: No, no, no. We're going to go past this break. Go on. Yeah, let's
2: do it. If you think about the only creatures that are uh, by design created to face-to-face have intimacy face-to-face are humans. Mm. All other wow. animals and living creatures they don't, they don't have that opportunity that humans have coming face-to-face. Think about that.
1: There is, something,
2: there is something that God intended in that face-to-face encounter to provide uh, room and access to each other's souls. Like, I cannot hide away from you. I cannot run away from you. I mean, we're not against positions and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's a whole different topic. But the initial connection happens uh, face to face. There's value in that. A kiss is a very great starter for that intimacy.
4: Plus a kiss is something that you cannot just let the other person do it alone and you just be there. You engage in it. In the sexual act, actually, you can just be there and let the other person do whatever they want to do as a female. You know, so um, it shows also a sign of openness and willingness to be intimate
1: at a different level. Beautiful.
3: I like that response.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and and that is um, allowing people to be vulnerable. And I think that is what some people just have a hard time with, is that vulnerability. Yes. That feeling safe.
2: Yeah. True. Godman, Godman, G O T T M A N is one of the largest institutions yeah. that, that teach on on um
4: Relationships.
2: couples therapy and relationship for over yes. 40 years. So we we really yes. uh, use their 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 um, material. Say, I, well, same
1: as I do too. Yes. Oh so good,
2: so good. You, that, no wonder we are so so <laughs> keen, kind of, right? So they suggest that a case should last at least six seconds. Like minimum. Let's start with the six sec, not just like hello. You know,
4: I'll say sixty seconds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you cannot you cannot create something meaningful in a quick
4: just step. Hello, my love. Yeah. Hi. That's no. not a kiss.
2: Stay present. Stay engaged. I'm not going anywhere, my love. I'm here for you. And that creates that safety that, that Dr. April, you've been suggesting. Safety, vulnerability, but I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. So yeah. And
3: for those listeners that are saying, you know, um, if I kiss my husband, he's going to want to have sex. So I do not want to have an intimate kiss because I don't want to have sex or I can't have sex every time I kiss him and he would want it. What would you say, Jorge? Training?
2: Well, I mean, there's a training process also that takes place. You know, you, we're not wild animals. We are <laughs> thinking very rational. I mean, we have been given that wisdom to, to know how to navigate those things. Is uh, you, can, you can see, because sometimes, you know, the tendency is to believe that, that men are more um, instinct-driven driven. <laughs> than, than women, because women typically go based on emotions, you know, conquer me by my ears, and then I'll respond. But the truth is that we are equally capable of, uh, you know, applying self-control, I'm not a wild animal that, don't, you know, every erection does not need a, a, um, resolution. a resolution. I'm not an animal. Yes. I'm not an animal. Yes. I am a thinking human that God has given self-control. And if you don't tame the tiger on that wild wilderness inside you, you will never be able to conquer any area of your life, my friend.
3: Uh, You know, when a
2: man is able to conquer sexuality, his own sexuality, that man is ready to conquer the world. He can be presented a whole like he can be exposed to a lot of money that does not belong to him. And he won't touch it. You know why? Because he has learned the principles, self-control. I can control myself even when I'm being invited to have a sexual experience with someone else. Beside my wife. That's where the problem starts. We need to set priorities in place. We need to give our heart permission to conquer the conquerable and to to focus on the thing, the the real thing that's gonna bring satisfaction in the end. Mm -hmm. Because you can go around the world and, and, and try everything you wanna try as a male, including sexual and including women here and there, and your soul is still gonna be empty. Because what you're really driving to to, to find, you're driven to find, is soul meaning, significance, connection, and value through what you do. And in the end, a a one-night stand is not going to give you that. But a nourishing relationship with your wife is going to produce a satisfaction deeper than you could ever imagine. So that's why this is so important, guys. We need to embrace our marriages like, like like, we mean it, like there's no tomorrow. This is the one opportunity we have been given to discover our sexuality and maximize it, and maximize it because it's all here. We read it earlier in Proverbs five, eighteen, nineteen. 18, 19, go read it again. It's all in that fountain of joy and, 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 and satisfaction that has been given to me. That was only for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but that was for
1: all of us Don't, yes.
2: don't make me preach now Don't make me preach
1: <laughs> Yes If our audience wants to hear more from you guys or they want to connect with you guys tell us a little bit more how can we go about doing that and what products you guys have
4: Yes, they can follow us on social media um, For me it's Danisa Suarez Oficial uh, and Oficial is in Spanish um, so it's only one F Um um, and, and, and there we're trying to put a lot of things that will connect them to other places. But our website is brand new and it's full of um, free content, resources, e courses. It is cci.com, um, cci counseling.com, cci And there's so many things that they can. A little bit at a time, a little bit every day or a little bit every week, uh, be enriched by.
2: Uh, and if you also want to practice your Spanish, you, you can, you're you welcome to to follow us, too, because we do like bilingual. <laughs> so they're going to be <laughs> Spanish stuff. Right. So Danisa Suarez, Oficial, and then Pastor Jorge Suarez at Pastor Jorge Suarez. Very easy to find us.
1: Wonderful. Wow, definitely. So do you guys have a church also? No, it's but your... we're
4: ordained,
1: but we're ordained
4: pastors, even though we're activists. Okay, um, okay. Awesome. beautiful. It opens a lot of doors that, um, you know, churches trust um, where we're coming from, with the topic so complex, you know, complex as sexuality. So, um, yep, we do conferences. We're, we have a TV show on TBN, um, TVN Spanish, um, that is weekly, and that's being a blessing to Latin
3: America. Um, it's it's oh, amazing. amazing. So, yeah. Fantastic. You guys would be great to officiate a wedding. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
2: We've done it <laughs> many times. I've done it
3: twice, and I don't know if they're really married.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. You it's were so there. nice. You to don't meet say you. that. Come on. It is legit. So nice it is legit. <laughs> I love it. That is <laughs>
1: Yes, you guys have been amazing. Thank you guys so much. And we would love to have you guys back anytime on the show. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about our fair prevention at some point. Okay, oh. awesome. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And definitely check her out on the Bible app because you just never know. Yes, I don't know oh, how often we yeah. do that.
3: I'm going to find you guys.
2: <laughs> we're, yeah. actually,
4: we're actually working on some projects with them to have some different studies, some different... Like one uh, of those
2: study plans that they offer.
4: A few more extended, um, some things based on the book, Divine Sex. Um, We're trying to... Yeah, tell us about the book. Well, the book actually came as a need to give people something, people that will not come to counseling or will not see a foundation that, you know, sex was created by God, that um, sex is for two that sex is beautiful and that we can learn a few techniques to go and, and have amazing sex. So, so we it's... co-wrote
2: it together. Uh, the title, so, I think the title cannot be more perfect for a good quick definition, divine sex. You know, when you taste a good steak and then a yes. good dessert, you said this is divine, right? So not yes. only was it created by God, but it's also, also should create pleasure should give you pleasure satisfaction so that's why we came up with that title divine sex you know let's keep it divine
3: yeah, i like it so don't settle for leftovers stick with the no. wife and the husband of your youth for those of you that are listening um truly this is indeed um a timely topic because some people have been in uh kind of like quarantine with people that they haven't really enjoyed and just imagine if they would have taken some of your advice uh, that they heard today, and they could have applied it, they would have had a different quarantine. Yes,
2: we also offer uh, what we do in our in our center here in Colorado Springs. We offer what we call the three day soul day, the three day soulmate clinics, three day soulmate clinics. It's like a, a marriage intensive where we just embrace the couple, take them by their hands. They come spend two three days with us. Uh, very individual, very catered to them, customized, and uh, we get to the bottom of things, man. We have seen miracles. We have seen transformations, a very high uh, successful rate because of the, the, the way that we have uh, created this, this time to go.
4: It's funny because it's very similar to what you do, Dr. April. It's like, yes. and we do it. Um, I was like, what? We do it <laughs> here in Colorado Springs, which to people is like a vacation spot, you know, in the Right, market. exactly. Well, we also do it in Deerfield Beach, Florida, on the ocean. So, oh. you
2: guys
3: need to all get together. And yes, that was pretty interesting. Let's go,
2: let's go. Um,
4: so, yeah, we do, you know, couple to couple, and uh, especially with minority um, couples, you know, men um, need to feel represented. Um, sometimes they get a little funny, um, so it's it's good. That it's not
2: bias. We we fight for each, for each member of the of the couple you know me being the male and uh danisa being the female then we we fight we understand we represent and then we come to some agreement and they walk out of that place with hope and and yes. skills in their hands to overcome any any uh trouble that they have been uh suffering
4: so i just want to say for any one of your listeners um that has been heartbroken that is going through sex addictions, distance, you know, cold distance in the, in the relationship, there's being a while that there's no sex or intimacy. Um, if, if you're suspecting that something is happening, if it happened and you're just staying because it's easier, um, you don't have to live in status quo. You can restore your relationship. We've seen, Um, And and, in one of the shows or one of the podcasts, I don't even know in how many places we've shared um, about this particular couple that had, he had had more than a hundred affairs and they are happily together enjoying um, a fulfilling marriage. So um, it can be different. Uh, Don't settle for that. Reach out for um, professional help. These days there's more and more of us, like right here in this call, in this, yes. in this show, there's three different resources that you have, three different set of therapists that, that you can reach out to. And like us, there's a few others. There's not a whole lot, but there, there is people out there that you can reach out for help and restore what God gave you and um, and start enjoying life.
3: Yeah, and if you think you can't accomplish it in three days, like, for example, the vacation counseling and then also what you have, then just imagine what Jesus did in three days in that
2: grave. I love it. It oh, took God. three
3: days, Pastor. It took three days.
2: Brava! Brava! There can brava. be, right?
3: There can Bravo. be victory. Very good. Well,
2: Very well said.
3: We do have some upcoming um, topics in future shows, how to keep the spark alive when living, working, and parenting together. That's next week, Couple Synergy on the 21st and the Six Pillars of Intimacy on the 28th. So if you haven't already started to follow the Bringing Intimacy Back show, be sure to follow us on the Apple podcast or whatever podcast uh, platform you use. We are thrilled to be a part of your
1: journey. Right, Dr. April? Yes, yes. And thank our guests so much for being on the show. And thank you, Dr. Kelly. And this has been amazing. Yes, yes. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Yes, You're Thank welcome. you welcome.
2: Invitation. It's been our honor to to be with you guys. Thank you. Okay.
1: Awesome. All right. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Thank you.